Welcome to the Houston Healthcare Initiative Co-op Podcast. My name is Harold Nickel. Now, no one likes unpleasant surprises, especially when recovering from a serious illness or accident. So pity the people who get walloped with an enormous bill after a visit to the emergency room. Well-respected Houston-based neurologist and founder of the Houston Healthcare Initiative Co-op, Dr. Stephen Goldstein, has some insights to share with us about surprises after visiting the emergency room. And Dr. Goldstein, I know that you've discussed the practices of hospitals, pharmaceutical companies, and insurance companies when it comes to pricing. And those can be difficult to think about because they're kind of, I don't know, big picture. But individual visits to the emergency room are very personal. Are we right to be concerned about unexpected charges that are associated with emergency room visits? Yes. You and everyone listening should be concerned about finances when going to the emergency room. Here's why. On average, 16% of inpatient stays and 18% of emergency visits left a patient with at least one out-of-network charge. Most of these came from doctors offering treatments at the hospital, even when the patients chose an in-network hospital. According to researchers from the uh, uh, Kaiser Family Foundation. But the news gets worse because the same study found that when a patient is admitted to the hospital from the emergency room, there's even a higher likelihood of an out-of-network charge. As many as 26% of admissions from the emergency room resulted in the surprise medical bill. So the odds are that if someone is admitted to the hospital from the emergency room, even if they are in-network, one in four of them will get a charge that their insurance won't pay? Well, the insurance will pay uh, what's called their negotiated amount, but you'll still be left with the excess. It, will, it won't be written off like it is on an in-network charge. Okay, so I I need to drill a little deeper and try to understand this. If all the insurance company rules are followed, and we all go to the places we're supposed to go, then how do we pick up the extra charges? Well, most private insurance plans are built on networks where the patients are supposed to receive the highest value for choosing a doctor in the network. But patients often don't know whether they're being treated by an out-of-network doctor when he's in the hospital. There are plenty of circumstances where patients can choose who treats them. So the insured, people like me and you, we're obligated to go to the hospital or the emergency room the insurance company designates, but those same hospitals are not obliged to hire doctors or staff that are part of their network. That seems to be, at least to me, really poorly thought out and no consequences for anybody except the patient's. Yes, that's the long and short of it. But the news is worse for people who live in New York, Florida, New Jersey, Kansas, and Texas, as people who live in those states are more likely to get a surprise bill after a visit in the emergency room. Well, since we live in Texas, that that really is bad news. Okay, so you helped us understand what happens. Now, can you help us understand why? Sure. The out-of-network billing problem exists in part because insurers have sought to rein in costs by shrinking their networks 
and steering patients to less expensive doctors and hospitals. But some specialists and provider groups have deliberately stayed out of networks because they can make more money. This is especially true in the emergency room where the patient's inability to choose their doctors provides a strong incentive for physicians not to cut deals with the insurers. For example, a, a 2017 study on surprise bills by Yale University researchers reported that one group of emergency room physicians that exited networks to bill as out-of-network providers charge twice as much for care as their ERs used to charge. That just, to me at least, seems ridiculously unfair. And, you know, I can't really think of any other transactional relationship where this would ever happen. Can you? No. If you were buying a car or a cheeseburger or anything else and the seller tried to charge you more than was posted, the buyer could and probably would walk away. Not so in an emergency room. Someone who has been in a serious auto accident or is unconscious in the emergency room does not have the option to vote with their feet and look elsewhere for treatment. Patients are captives and have to pay what is charged. Well, that's true. Um, so what do you think will happen? Well, patients have to pay more. Regardless of anything, any higher cost will be passed to the consumer. Sure, there are several different federal laws and regulations now under consideration, and the president is also exploring what the executive branch of government can do to enact and relieve the burden of these surprises. Ultimately, lawmakers will have to make a choice about winners and losers, either forcing insurers to eat more of the cost, which will then pass on to consumers in the form of higher premiums, or make health care providers take a haircut on their fees, or both. In my opinion, patients and their families will have to pay more. The idea then that doctors working at hospitals and emergency rooms are only allowed to charge what the insured patient has in their insurance, um, how's that not an option? Well, lots of reasons. The main one being there's already a shortage of doctors and a move like that would not do anything to encourage doctors to remain in practice or those considering medicine as a career to go through with it. The outcome is those out-of-network doctors are allowed to charge higher out-of-network rates, and the hospital's insurance companies are not going to absorb these costs. Okay, so why do we, why do we put up with this? Well, the medical and insurance industry have chained us all to think there is but one choice for us, and that is to work with them exclusively and there's no alternative available for anyone not old enough to get Medicare. Of course, there are alternatives with the medical co-ops, like the one we have at the Houston Healthcare Initiative Co-op. But more importantly, I want people to change their minds and think in terms of doing what they can do to remain healthy and stay out of emergency rooms, hospitals, and the doctor's office. And sure, to think of a medical co-op like the Houston Healthcare Initiative Co-op to pay for and manage the cost of medical coverage. Well, it may sound oversimplified, if you want to save money on health care, do the things needed to not get sick. The idea for you is not just to sell inexpensive health coverage? Well, we do offer inexpensive coverage, but you are correct in that the mission is to promote better health. We reward members with lower rates for losing weight and walking a mile in less than 30 minutes. There is also a doctor hotline for members to call with questions that can keep them out of the emergency room or their doctor's office. 
Well, thank you, Dr. Goldstein, for these revelations about how how this business really functions and for offering an effective and affordable alternative. And as everyone listening heard today, Dr. Goldstein's approach and philosophy here at the Houston Healthcare Initiative Co-op is not simply inexpensive coverage, but help members understand more about how the healthcare business works and empower them to make daily decisions that mean less need for medical services. Now, as always, thanks for listening and remember to tell your friends about us. And if you want to learn more about the Houston Healthcare Initiative Co-op, please visit the website at www.houstonhealthcareinitiative.org. And of course, please come back next time for another edition of the Houston Healthcare Initiative Co-op Podcast.